Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Just Browsing. Uh, we do have an advertisement for this one. So this podcast is brought to you by Big Red Bubblegum. If you don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl uh, because we finally have our matchup. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, let's get to talking about some NFL football as we have one game remaining. Indeed, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Um, yeah, Super Bowl preview. This is the second Super Bowl preview we've done because we did one last year. Um, so, yeah, for you NFL fans, I'm assuming you'll be the ones most interested in this episode or just for you sports fans in general. But if you just so happen to be tuning in just because you want to support, then we appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, let's talk some football. So this past weekend was the conference championship weekend. So the AFC and NFC title games were played. Um, the NFC went first with the Eagles and 49ers, and that game ended up 31-7 to as the final. Um, that one, that the outcome of that game largely altered, um, most likely due to the injury to Brock Purdy, and hurting his Johnson. right elbow, his throwing elbow, um, which I think they announced he's got a torn ACL. UCL. UCL, yeah. So I think he needs Tommy which, John surgery is what a yeah. surgeon said today. And they said he's going to be out probably a minimum of like six months. So, I mean. Well, today they released a year. Oh, really? If, if he has to so have Tommy John, it'll be a year. Okay, okay. Um, so, I mean, clearly the guy th- could not come back in and play that game. He's a right-handed throwing quarterback, and you're, if your right elbow is fucked up, that kind of, you know, you're kind of SOL if you're trying to throw the ball. So, um, and, you know, for the Niners, just unfortunately, that was already their third-string quarterback this year. So they had to play with – what's his name? Johnson? I think I it's, forget what his first name um, is. I want to say um, Jalen Johnson, but I don't think that – Josh who, Johnson. Josh Johnson, who I guess has, like, been around for a while. Well, he was, like he's he been was on, on the Broncos. Quite a few different teams. He was on the Broncos for the preseason and everything. He's a veteran. He's, like, 37 years old or something, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Because when he first came out there, I'm 36. like, is this some, like – New guy because I had never heard of this dude, so, but I, he's he's a vet who's kind of bounced around. The I believe and, he's set the record for the most teams, like he's well, he's been signed by the most teams because I think he played wow. in the Canadian Football League, like the USFL, um, the NFL with at, at least where he has stats with Tampa, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Washington, the Jets, Baltimore, and now San Francisco. Jesus. He was on the Broncos in the preseason. Uh, who else? It's a lot of teams. A lot of teams. You said he's 37? 36. 36. So this dude's been around a long time then. Yeah. Um, oh, the XFL, too. It's interesting that he's still, I mean, you know, I guess he just likes playing football. I guess. Well, I mean, at this point, he's just getting paid, like, pretty damn good money to just He's like Chase Daniels, where, like, he, pl- he starts three games, and, yeah. and he's made $40 million. Right. I mean, shit. It's pretty good, pretty good gig if you can get it. Um, so anyway. he gets concussed, and then right. you got to bring in your quarterback Dude, who can't throw. It's almost like it's seeming like at this point, almost as if the Niners have like a curse on their quarterback position. Because I mean, how many times have we seen this where a team ends up, and especially in a situation like this where they're playing in the conference championship game? And they're having to play with their fourth string quarterback. I mean, I wonder how many times that's ever happened. That's kind of ridiculous that three quarterbacks all had like season ending injuries all in the same season for a team that was like one game away from the Super Bowl. I think it's more ridiculous though that their team won twelve games in a row with a third string quarterback. That's pretty crazy. Now, I know a lot of people will say it's the Shanahan system and any quarterback, like you could take a 
average Joe off the street. and He could play quarterback in a system like well, that. Well, they were about to need to grab a f- average Joe off the street. But <laughs> still to win 12 games in a row in the NFL it's and re- make that's it to, crazy. to the conference championship. That's awesome. Although I will say the NFC was very weak this year. Like yeah. The, the NFC was weak. That's true. It was, it, it was a weak conference besides yeah. the Eagles. As opposed to like years past because, I mean, like – you didn't have the Saints, you know. The Saints have not been the Saints for a couple of years now. The Bucks were not the same Bucks they were last year or the year before. Um, I mean, really, I mean, the Eagles just pretty much rolled through. Minnesota was the, the biggest NFC. fraud. Yeah, Minnesota was all over the map this year. They were they they, they basically did like their... took a page out of the Tim Tebow from the Broncos in like 2012 playbook, where it's like, hey, let's. Let's be within striking distance with about two minutes to go, and then we'll start trying. <laughs> I mean, they were thirteen and four, and they had a negative point differential. Dude, they had so how do you many, lose like, ridiculous four, only four behind. games and you're a negative point differential? Like, yeah, you should be losing a lot more games. Oh than yeah, that. yeah, hundred percent. What were what were the other like? Who were the other best teams in the NFC this year? Like some of the best records. I mean, San Fran won in their division at thirteen and four. Seattle got in from the same at nine and eight. The Bucks won theirs at eight and nine, so below which I think I don't know if we talked about or maybe I was just bringing it up, but um, DJ Moore I believe scored a touchdown for Carolina when they were playing Atlanta or New Orleans. This was a little bit earlier in the season, and he took his helmet off to celebrate, which is an automatic fifteen yard penalty on the field. That moved the extra point from the 15-yard line to the 30, which then makes it, what is that? That's a 47-yard extra point, which in the NFL, indoors, you should make, you know, nine out of ten times, it's, in my opinion. That's pretty deep, but You're yeah. getting paid it's, to kick. It's, it's a, within a, striking distance, right. for sure. <clears throat> Their kicker missed it. They lost in overtime. If they don't lose that division game, Tampa doesn't make the playoffs. Carolina does. Yeah. Let that sink in. But they were their division. Then the Vikings at thirteen and four. And then the Giants at nine, seven and one, the Cowboys at twelve and five, and finally the Eagles at fourteen and three. That's right. The Cowboys actually had a pretty damn good year this year, which <clears throat> they're usually, you know, I, I like no, to make they're the, fun of they're the year where they're Cowboys like, Hey, fans. we'll go in and we'll lose in the first round or like this year, I thought they had the easiest first round, but you're playing against Tom Brady, you never mm-hmm. know. And they got to the second round, and I'm like, they're not going to fucking win. I don't know if you're a Cowboys fan. What would you? I despise the Cowboys. What you would rather have, like a below 500, we're not making the playoff season, or like a hey, we made the playoffs, and then you get bounced in the second round. Well, most of that's, them. That's pretty much how it goes every single time they make right. the playoffs. Right. Most of them already have their like Super Bowl tattoos done. Yeah, yeah. And so they, you know, they're like figuring out how they can alter it to when they actually win a Super Bowl, which <laughs> at this rate won't be for a while. But um, I think I'd rather have, I don't know, the way I put it, if I make it to, like for the Avs, right, they made the Stanley Cup Finals, and we lost. So we are the 31st loser, you know, or the second winner. But you're not a winner because you didn't win shit. You just played. But you were a runner-up, so right. it's nothing I mean, to scoff at. Like, that's right, really good. Right, You're You're still a good team. You're yeah. still, you know, a top-tier team, you know. You're not the best, but you're a top tier team. Right it's there, like you yeah. did all of that shit for nothing. Just like the guy who just went 0 and 16, or I guess 0 and 17 now, they're getting the first overall pick. They're all resting already, getting ready for next year. 
Well, you that's know? and you you both have the same end. That, know, that's kind of that's kind of what I was saying. Is like if you don't make the playoffs, like the Broncos for the past what seven seasons now. Oh yeah, we just haven't made the playoffs. So it's like okay, I'm not getting my hopes up at all. We're not in the playoffs. We suck this year. It is what it is. Let's fucking try and figure it out next year. But if you make the playoffs and win one game, all of a sudden your your hopes start to get up. You're like, hey, we might make a fucking run if a couple <laughs> things happen here and there. Maybe a team we match up against has an injury. I don't know. Things might happen, and then ah, oh, you get bounced second round. It's like fuck. You get all your hopes up for no reason. Because <laughs> like honestly, this was the first spark in a while. Because I mean. I only marginally pay attention to the Cowboys just because, A, all of the national sports news networks seem to feel the need to shove the Cowboys news in, in everyone's face all the time. Because it's fun to make fun Throughout of the entire offseason every year. And also, my mother-in-law is a giant Cowboys fan, so I, I, I pay attention peripherally. So, like, for years now, they've been terrible. They've been right at 500 or below 500, not making the But playoffs. they're always in their, it's, it's, in their division. They're always yeah. close <laughs> yeah. to the division lead. So it's like, okay, the Cowboys, I don't need to pay attention. They're not going to make any sort of run. And this year, I mean, 12-5, and five, I was like, they're playing pretty good football. I mean, with, a, with the exception of a couple of games here and there, I'm like, they're playing pretty good football. They win their first playoff game. I'm like, I don't know. Anything could happen. And it's like, eh, this is – this is what the Cowboys do. They, you know, this is like the the Romo Cowboys of like our youth. When right, Romo was a I like Romo as yeah. a quarterback. He was a good quarterback. He just couldn't get over that extra little right. hurdle. And they had like a they had like a pretty damn good team, but not a good enough team. And it was like that for several seasons. I just think there were you kind of saw the different levels. Like the San Francisco defense was just. Really good. That much better. And I'm not saying Dallas had a terrible defense and, you know, they had a good defense, but they weren't like they weren't San Francisco or Eagles good. They yeah, were well, like So I, I wanna if if we're gonna bring up the the Niners defense, I wanna go ahead and let's just hop into the NFC championship game, which is kinda how we started. But I'll say this for the Niners. Having Brock Purdy, was it the first series or the second series that he got? It was like early. Um, I, I believe in the game. it was the second series. So it was like second series of the game. Your third string quarterback, who has led you on this winning streak, gotten you all the way to the NFC Championship game, fucks up his throwing elbow and is out for the game. Two series into the game. I mean, that's not a great way, you know, not an ideal way to start the NFC Championship game. The Eagles did not really bury the 49ers immediately at all i mean the niners were holding them the eagles had to punt on a couple of those possessions in the first half immediately after that injury so it's like you're watching it and you're going okay the niners aren't they're gonna have trouble scoring points right because they got this four string guy in who's got limited experience yeah he's a veteran but like how many times has he actually started games how many playoff experiences he have they're gonna be they're playing with a four string guy they're gonna struggle putting up points but it's like hey they're not really giving up anything when when they're playing defense against the eagles they their fucking defense is really good i mean the the final score I mean, doesn't reflect how well they played because eventually the eagles defense or the eagles offense rather just overpowered them over the course of the game which but happens they, they but it's like really look overpower them it was just more if you don't have an offense you don't you can't really change field positions right. so if you're always deep in your own end and you're punting yeah. like the eagles only put up 269 yards of total offense dude that's what i mean it's like the that's niners played nothing. great great defense right. and they there was a valiant effort and if they would have had brock purdy in there that's a totally different final right. score we see i mean if it's they could put up game. any offense that's a totally different game. It's oh yeah, just, because it just becomes it becomes one of those. I mean, let's look at because as, as a Niners fan, you got to be so disappointed. Like fuck, man. Like yeah, we lost thirty-one to seven, but like 
the Eagles. I mean, how many points did they score in the first half? How many points did the Eagles? It was twenty-one-seven at halftime. Twenty-one-seven. That's you're in that game, right. with, playing the entire first half with a fourth-string guy. Who, by the way, also I don't know if you saw, if you were watching in his first snap. Who oh, was, when he like fumbled it. Well, and he like. Yeah, yeah. So he like I'm pretty sure he's in the shotgun. They snap it to him. This guy comes unblocked off the edge and yeah. fucking annihilates him. And then like lands on him and as he's rolling over just rips the football out of his hands. And I'm like, "Dude, could you imagine this dude's coming in like barely warmed up, not thinking he's going to play at all. It's and the, the NFC it's Championship. The, it's the game. NFC Championship game. Oh fuck. Brock Purdy's hurt. I got to go in. First snap and you just Wait. get lit the fuck up and they just rip the ball out of your hands and luckily they're like, "Oh, he's down by contact." Because like, could you imagine he comes in, gets sacked, and strip fumble first play, like first snap? Well, and then I mean, then he got concussed. So disaster. But I mean, like, you know, that's nothing against the Eagles either, because the Eagles have a great defense too. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it was a boring game. Like, yeah, it, it was yeah. a legit boring game to watch. The like, AFC as as, Championship game was much more exciting. That was a yeah for the if you're a referee fan. Fucking we'll get to that. Stupid zebras. What were you going to say about time of possession? I'm sorry. I so uh, the Eagles ended up having 37 and a half minutes of possession, which means San Fran only had 22 and a half minutes, which 15 minutes of your defense being on the field. Yeah. Like you're going to lose. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean is like that. It, this is why like some of these games can be misleading, because if you didn't watch that game and you just check the score afterwards, you're like, oh, 31 seven. The Niners kind of got whooped. But they didn't really. Like, that game was actually pretty close there for a while, and the Niners put up a very valiant effort holding the Eagles. It's just like... You can only hold on it, for it's, so long. Yeah, it, a football game is a it's, long time. Four as, quarters is a long way to go, and if your defense is out there that much, I don't care how well they're playing, they're eventually just going to slowly wear down, and the Eagles are going to score points. It's as, just going to happen. As a Broncos fan, and we're used to our defense trying to hold on as I was gonna say, long as they can, exactly and their offense like. just yeah. lets them down. But then we're also the same team where our offense is like doing everything we need, and we're like, defense, you need one stop. And our defense is like, now nah, we're going to give up a 78-yard touchdown real quick. And we're <laughs> no, like, this, is, oh. this is where we break. <laughs> oh, good. We've been good. bending, bending, bending. This is where we break. Uh, switching gears real quick, because we didn't bring it up. Um Tom Brady, yes, announces retirement again today. <laughs> today, um, today meaning February first, twenty twenty three, the year of our Lord. Um, if you're listening so, to this at some point in the future, but yeah, I think he'll be with the Raiders next year <laughs> or San Francisco. If if Purdy's really going to miss this much time, what do you have to say about that, Luna? Yeah, she's clearly got some thoughts on the matter. You have the bone in your mouth. Just she, she's eating. trying to figure out where to bury it. Well, this is not my problem. Go away. Um, but he will be with the 49ers if Purdy and Trey Lance are hurt because they're not going to bring back Garoppolo because that whole thing is a mess. Or he'll be with the Raiders because Derek Carr is going to move on. Um, I don't believe his retirement one bit. I don't <laughs> think he's the kind of quarterback that's going to go out with the way he did. Okay. So let's get into the whole Tom Brady thing because – Because he's ass. So – me and Taya have been talking about this throughout the entire season. Obviously, anyone who's paid any attention at all knows the whole off-the-field drama of Brady and Giselle and the divorce and all this kind of stuff. And she was all pissed off, I guess, that, you know, I mean, there may have been other reasons, I don't know, but it seems like the only reason that was ever talked about or publicized was she he's was pissed playing. that he's coming back again to play another season, which, look, I get it. But here's my thing. 
this is what I've been saying all along. Like, you fucking knew who you married when you married him. It's Tom Brady. The guy's the greatest quarterback of all time. Does he look like a guy who's just going to hang it up if he has any inkling he has anything left in the tank? No, he's not. Also, you've been with him for fucking how many years at this point, and it was fine? Go off, be rich in your house, be a supermodel. Fucking, I know you don't see him ever, but he's going to be done playing at some point, and then you guys have the next 50 years to hang out and be rich together. It's fine. He's playing football. Show up to the fucking game, sit in the suite, get hammered, drink some wine, and be rich. It can't not be this bad. And it's just its so crazy to me that she literally divorced him, and then a fucking season goes by, and he's like, yeah, now I'm retiring. It's like, okay, you couldn't wait one more season? And also, imagine how Brady feels at this point where he's lost his family <laughs> over fucking a fucking sport. Goes through this divorce and then for plays a, what was their final record? Eight and nine or something? Yeah. And for then a, for a eight first nine round in. first round bounce to end his what twenty like three season career, or however the fuck long he's been playing. I don't know. The whole thing is just I'm like, really? You're like he's this close to the finish line, and you're like, no. I'm mad that you want to go back go back and play another season of football. It's like, come on. So they started dating in two thousand and six. Yeah, a long time ago. So 17 Two, years ago. 2006. Oh, man, why can't you just give me the years the Super Bowl took place? I hate that, dude. The fucking Roman numerals. Why are we still using those? So, let's see. Okay. So, 2006, right? Yeah. He won his first Super Bowl in 2001? I think that's right. Yeah, that sounds right. 2002 Super Bowl. So, yeah, the 2001 yeah. season. Um, and then he won his last one in 2020. So crazy. 19 years. So apart. a 19-year span. So <clears throat> he won, let's see, when was this one won? 2015, so they were still together then. Or So he might have won, when was this one? 2005. So he had won three before they started dating and had won four since then. So like crazy. I can see where she comes from in, like, the just retire already. You fucking have six Super Bowls. Like, and you're, what was he, 40, so three years, 42, maybe 43 at the start of the. Yeah, because what is he, 45 now, right? right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I can see where she's like, fucking retire and hang out with your kids. Like, Look, I, I can I can get that. I, yeah, I get it. You know, but I, it's like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, it's just, it's, it's football. Like, Well, it's like, he's not going to be playing 10 more years, like. Take it easy. He's going to be playing one, maybe two more years tops, and he's done. It's also Tom Brady. If he doesn't want to go to OTAs, he's just going to look at whoever he's playing for and be like, I'm, I'll be there in the fall. Yeah. Like, uh, here, I'll here's, be there in the fall. So, look, I know I just went on my little like soapbox <gasps> tirade, but it just seems so silly to me that after all this time, she's like, no, this is the last straw. And it's like, he's fucking almost done. Anyway, um, at, at this point, you got to think about it from his perspective of like, Look, I don't I don't pretend to know what's going on in Tom Brady's mind, but like if you think about it from his side of things and he's going, "Look, I'm a seven-time Super Bowl champion. I've been to 10 Super Bowls. I have basically every record that you could possibly have in the books, passing yards, passing touchdowns, Pro Bowls, yada yada yada, you name it. MVPs, whatever. The longer I play, Every pass I throw, every touchdown I throw, every 100 yards, every 200 yards every yard. puts that record that much farther out of reach. Like I, He is cementing a legacy 
that may never be touched. I think his stats in, will be in, broke in certain fields. It may never be touched. I think some of, his, of them might. I fall. think all of his stats will truly be broke, and I think they'll be broke by quarterbacks currently playing, like Joe Burrow, or Patrick Mahomes. Well, so the only but his Super Bowls, which is what you play the game yes, for, is yes. where it's like I don't know quarterback. That's it's it's remarkable. Like there might it's remarkable. There might be another player out there that eventually will win seven, but it's not going to be at the quarterback position. It might be at like a wide receiver, where you're like, hey, when I was 44, I signed with a team, yeah, and I ran three well, routes that year. Think about it this way. He's played over two decades in the league. He's played in 10 Super Bowls. He's nearly played in the Super Bowl half, nearly half of the seasons he's played over a two-decade-plus-long career, and he's won seven of those. Well, they said this that year. That is remarkable. Or no, not this year. Just to play, first of all, just to play two decades in the NFL is insane. Just to play. Never make, right. regardless if you, if you ever even make a Super Bowl let alone win a Super Bowl. He fucking went to 10 Super Bowls and won seven of them. I think they said this was the first year in 15 years or something like that that Roethlisberger, Manning, or Brady haven't been in the uh, a conference championship game. Dude, Obviously, nuts. primarily the AFC championship game because they were all AFC quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, and then, like, I think the reason why I said he may, in some statistical categories, his records may never fall. The reason why I say this is because I don't know if this was last season or if it was just earlier this year. Um, the Chiefs were playing on like a primetime game. It was like Sunday night or Monday night football, whatever it was. And they were saying, they were showing like how many passing yards Mahomes has through his what, first four seasons in the league? Um, they were basically saying he's going to have to average like 5,000 yards a season for like the next 16 seasons or something like that to reach Brady's passing yards mark, which is like, that is fucking insanity if you think about it. Like, okay, when you when you break it down statistically like that, it, it, it just goes to show you like what he has done is absolutely remarkable. Because a guy like Mahomes is a once-in-a-generation talent and has been absolutely lighting the league on fire for the first four years of his career. But who's to say Mahomes even plays 20 years? And if he plays 20 years, is he throwing for 5,000 yards a season for the next 16 years? You know what I mean? Right. Well, and that, that Those are a lot of ifs. <laughs> playing until you're 45 as a QB is like, like crazy. you're just different there. Because I yeah. think Peyton retired at 38 or like something 38. like that. That's what I was going to say is Manning had a long career and was an old quarterback when he retired. And that was like seven seasons ago. Right. A long, and and, 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 but he retired when he should have. And he, he, and he retired declined. and he was declining rapidly. And here it is seven years later, and Brady, the guy who was in the league when Manning was in the league, played Manning's entire career, still just retired <laughs> and was playing elite-level football, won a Super Bowl like two seasons ago. I mean, I don't know, dude. The more you think about it, yeah, the it was more a than, bubble what? Super Bowl. It doesn't really count. <laughs> a bubble Super Bowl. They literally played at home the entire time. They literally didn't leave Tampa Bay. The more you think about what he's accomplished, the more baffling it is. And that, that's why I say, like, sure, some of his stats will probably get passed. But, I mean, some of them may never – they may never be broken, or if they are broken, it's going to be decades from now. You know what's crazy about all this? He had 5,000 yards twice in his career. Yeah, so that, really that's it's it. Just, that's it. It's just volume. It's just the amount of seasons. Well, yeah, from 2000 to 2022. Jesus. How? And I don't think he's done. So What is his total passing yards for his career? 89,214. Oh my god. 
Holy shit. He almost has 90,000 passing yards. Yep. 649 touchdowns, 212 interceptions. 649. With a long of 99. He's also been sacked 565 times. That's really not that many for playing fucking that, that long. So, you think he's not done? I mean, I think no. he's probably done, but I, I did say this this morning when I, when I saw it pop up. Because, you know, Ty is a Patriots fan, and he was obviously with the Patriots all of his career until very recently with the, with the Bucks. But I saw his little, like, retirement announcement video or whatever, and I was like, look, for the record, I think he is done. But it would not shock me if, like, the training camp rolls around, and he's like, nah, I actually want to come back. Because, like, look... I don't fucking believe anyone's retirement announcements anymore. Do you know how many if, examples there are of like what, fighters, Conor McGregor, uh, football players, uh, musicians that are like, "I'm retiring," and then fucking a year later they're back, and it's like, "Okay, I don't believe you." Then, like, no one's retirement means anything to me anymore. I'll, I'll believe him if him and Giselle are back together, and then I'll be like, "All right, maybe he is retired now." But if yeah. they don't get back together. And I'm to him. I'm like, why? Well, I lost my wife. You know. Do you think they'll get back together if he's like actually done playing football? Like, how I mean, how ridiculous would that be if they went through a whole divorce? But has their divorce could, truly been finalized? Like, I has the paperwork and all that I, shit I, I been signed, no or is it all no just like a publicity thing? Like, because there's you know, she wanted him to retire after they beat the Falcons <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so it's one of those. If they get back together, I I would say he's fully retired. If they don't get back together and you're Tom Brady, you're like, well, fuck it. I might as well just play another year and get 90,000 yards. That's, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. Like, well, shit, she already divorced me. The fuck's one more year, you know? Right. <laughs> you might as well fuck double it. down. Sign a five-year contract. <laughs> Let's do it. He's Played just on 50. 50 years old playing out there. Dude, the thing is, he still could play next year and the year before, or in the year after, probably. I mean, but this year... It took a step down. The Bucks weren't nearly as good. He didn't play nearly as well. I mean, his stats were fine. At a pretty high level. I mean, he, he had was definitely not the worst quarterback in the league. Sixty-seven percent I mean, completion, forty-seven hundred yards, twenty-five TDs, nine picks. Like that's but, a pretty damn good year, actually. Right, but at the same <laughs> For a time, forty-five-year-old guy, he's not going to go back to the Bucks. And if the Bucks are smart, they they go. We need to move on. We need to start developing a young, yeah, younger QB. It's not sustainable to have a hundred and seven-year-old right. quarterback. Um. But he's not going to be able to play on an offense that has the same weapons. Name name yeah. him offense that has a fucking Chris Godwin, right. Mike Evans, Julio Jones. You know their tight ends were a little bit weaker, but Kate Otten wasn't bad. You know, yeah. Leonard Fournette, like they're not going to he where he definitely if he goes to the Raiders from having a, a really potent offense. Okay, you have Devontae Adams with the Raiders. That's it. Yeah, but then you're literally going against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and a, which we should touch on, Sean Payton led Russell Wilson Denver Broncos. Yeah. Now, we don't know what the Broncos will look like, but we know what the Chiefs will always bring. And, and we know Herbert's, what the Chargers look like. Yeah. You know, that team should be good again. Yeah. Would you want to play in that division? No. Yeah. I stand by, I think he played in the easiest division in the AFC with fucking – the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins, because the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins, I feel like all had a top five pick every year he was with oh, the for Patriots. for a long time, all those teams were terrible. So he always had an easier ride to the playoffs. But it's like, I just don't see him having success anywhere. But I don't think he's going to retire, so he'll be with the – Oh, I guess if he goes to San Fran, which I think it'll be Oakland or San Fran. 
that'll be those will be the two teams he plays for. Hmm. I hope it's he retires tough. so I can just be like Tom Brady's gone. <laughs> I just hope he Fuck retires because it's like just be done already. I mean, for the love of God, dude. Like, dude, it's like Yarmer Yager in hockey. The dude's like eighty-seven years old right now and still playing professional hockey. It's like, bro, well, just all, leave. Yeah. Well, it's it's also one of those things like there is something annoying about announcing your retirement and coming back and then announcing your retirement again and then if he comes back it's like dude what the fuck well just uh, my stance on that has always just been why even announce anything just right. take the whole off season see how you feel right, just maybe like, I'm, even I'm take some time and think right, about it right right maybe even start training camp and then be like yeah you know what i don't want to and then say you're retired or, or win or, a super bowl and be like I'm done. Yes, I'm done. I'm yes. sailing off into the fucking sunset. But he just, you know, this whole like, oh, I'm retired. And everyone throws this big fucking retirement celebration. And then he's like, eh, I actually miss football. I'm bored. I want to come back. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, just I, Or does Fox or CBS go, here is $50 million a year to sit in the broadcast. How do you think he'd be as a, as a commentator? Um, honestly, I didn't think Romo was going to be good. And Romo's... Bes- I like besides Romo. Romo spoiling the place for me. Um, <laughs> he's, he, he's actually very good. I, I know a few people have told me this season that Romo like is kind of rubbing them wrong, the wrong way a little bit, but I, I still like him. I, his enthusiasm in the booth is fucking well, great. He I doesn't really show him. a bias either. Yeah. And he just he, seems really excited to be there all the time. He's so football smart. Yeah. That he explains, he's like, well, this is why that receiver did that. He's yeah. like, that's just a, you know, burn route. You're just I, trying to get, him to take his yeah. man deep and open the space well, dude, up. And, and this is one of those things like Romo played quarterback in the NFL at a, an elite level for a long time. So I don't know why this surprised me, but like his level of football intelligence is kind of mind blowing. When you hear oh, him yeah. talk about it, you're like, this guy knows football extremely well. Right. Like, or he's really a, well. He goes, all right, in this formation, I would hit, you know, T Higgins on a slant. And all of a sudden they hit T Higgins on a slant. And he goes, yep. Yeah, we ran that play. I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. Let me watch the yeah. game. But then that's, that's clearly a guy who looks at football with a different set of eyes than anyone else does. Even but, even people who have watched football their entire lives, like that guy, sees the game in a totally different way. Well, but then Arian Foster went on the Barstool Sports podcast okay, so, and said that the NFL is fully scripted. I want and they to receive scripts. I want to so save that. Tony Romo for our, knows because he has the same script that the players. Right, have. right, right. So I want to save that discussion for once we talk about the Chiefs and Bengals game. So do you want to segue right into that? Well, that well, I'm gonna, segue? Let's jump, do you have anything let's, else you want to talk about? Let's just jump into the Broncos have hired Sean okay, Payton that's right. yeah. to come in, which I think he's arguably the best coach to fix Russell Wilson. I don't know if it was really Russell Wilson need fixing or a system just needs to be built around Russell Wilson's skill set. System, system um, I would say more. And, you it's know, like 90% system, 10% Russell Wilson. I'm not a big fan of the compensation that we had to give up. We had to give up a first-rounder and a second-rounder, but we did at least get a third-rounder back. So I'm happier with that option than just getting Sean Payton for a first and third, I believe is what it was. I also wasn't happy with the Russell Wilson compensation, which was like $9 trillion. Right. But – the coach's contract and, and stuff like, like all that. The picks. People are always like, "Well, now you got to pay your coach." I'm like, "I don't care because that doesn't affect the team. That's just the owner. If yeah. he wants to give him 100 million a year, that's the owner and that's his pocket." Yeah. Well, so, and the Broncos ownership group is deep deep pockets. Oh, so. deepest by far. Yeah. They're deeper than like every team combined. Yeah. But I mean, again, I'm not happy with to trade for him. 
I like Sean Payton. But I do think he's going to fit in well here. And there's a lot of like people out there that are like, well, it shouldn't have taken this long. And I'm like, well, you also have to remember, mm. we can't sign him to a deal until we agree to trade terms with the Saints. If the Saints are like, no, we're not going to trade for that, then it's like we can't be like, yeah, we want you as a head coach, but the Saints aren't going to trade with us. They got to first approve the compensation package with the Saints before they can come to a deal with the coach. And it's like, which that's what's been finalized, right? Is basically the trade package. Well, they his contract has. I think it's five for eighty-five. Okay, that's just reported though, right? Like that's not right. I don't know if it's finalized yet or not. Um, but that's what the only reason I'm asking is I read that when it was like breaking news yesterday or the day before, and it was like. ESPN had literally posted it 15 minutes before I saw it. So it was very, very rough. They had like a two-paragraph write-up about like, hey, here's what's going on. They basically said that like they had worked out the trade agreement for the rights to Right, Sean so Payton. we own his rights. Yeah, but like which, the contract, none of the contract details were available. Right, so technically I think we still get one. He He's on one year of his contract with New Orleans. So I think it's still like a player where he'll honor his one year, but then we're signing him to like an extension. Hmm. I think that's how it works. Because hmm. it doesn't make sense on it's like, why do we have to trade for him if he could just back out of his contract? Yeah, yeah. So we had to trade for his rights. So I think technically we still get one year at whatever his contract was in New Orleans. Hmm. And then we just sign him to the extension. So regardless of the compensation and the contract and all that, how do you feel? Like, do you think he's going to be a good fit? Because I, I like um, that. I like. I honestly think he's the most high-profile and qualified coach we have had here in years. Well, we, we we finally reached out and hired someone that had head coaching experience, a Super yeah. Bowl winning head coach. Yeah. And as I bring up to people, he did magical things with a shorter quarterback in Drew Brees and less mobile. Dude, he had so, years and years and years of really right. successful winning football in New Orleans. And they, they've, degrees. yeah, everyone's like, well, he only won one Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, but. Dude, it's hard to win Super Bowls. It's hard to win Super Bowls. Like, Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. Right. That's one of the greatest fucking quarterbacks to ever play the game. Right. So now there's discussions that Vic Fangio is in I was gonna negotiations ask you about that. with both the Dolphins and the Broncos to come in and be defensive coordinator. And people are always like, well, he's not going back to Denver. They just fired him last year. And I'm like, well. Different ownership, you know. And he doesn't have to be the and, head coach. And he's not going to be the head coach. He's going to work for a head coach who he probably knows on a personal level. Which it feels and like. And he's going to make more money probably being the defensive coordinator than he yeah. was when he was the head coach because the new ownership group could just be like, here's $10 million for you to be our defensive coordinator. And it feels like a guy like that would be more comfortable just in a defensive coordinator position and rather than a head coach. A lot like another Broncos head coach we had, Vance Joseph, who – Seems like he'd be better just as a defensive right, coordinator. He's been he, pretty good with, and he Arizona. would honestly probably like that job more. I I experienced that, and I noticed that when I was playing college ball, and I know when like you know you you follow college ball, and you you have your own coaches come through, and you're just kind of seeing what's going on around the league and stuff like that. And there is definitely something to be said for the difference between what makes a successful head coach and what makes a successful coordinator, because there are plenty of guys who have gone from being really, really successful offensive or defensive coordinators to head coaching positions and failed miserably at it. Well, I think... But there have also been some guys who get elevated to that role of head coach and do really well, but not you, it doesn't exactly always correlate. Like, that is the next jumping spot for a coaching profession, right. but it's like, just because you are a really good defensive coordinator somewhere, whether, it's, whether we're talking about college or the NFL for years on end, does not mean you're going to be able to hop into a head coaching position and immediately have success. Well, I think 
I mean, because there's plenty of examples of guys failing. Right. But know. as like you got to think too, as an offensive or defensive coordinator, you're not in charge of timeouts. You're not in charge of coaches' challenges. You're not in charge right. of making sure that you're listening to both the offense, the defense, and the special teams discussions of what are going on, what plays need to be run. You know, what we're seeing and everything. So you got to be more of like, hey, I'm fully in tune with the team, and not be like, well, I was really good at calling plays. And you had a good offense. It's like, yeah, but can you manage the game? Because yeah. that's like Hackett. He couldn't manage the fucking game. Yeah. He was getting plays in with five seconds left, and the headset was already turned off, and then we were getting delay of game, delay of game. And well, it was just like we, – We had to hire a guy to manage the clock. We pretty much hired a head coach to right. guide our head coach. I mean, that's not – Through a headset. Good. That's that's really not good. Like that is your, part of your job description is to right. manage the game. So clock. instead of swinging on like you know a Mike McDaniel's down in um, Miami, right? People are always like, "We well, missed out on Kyle Shanahan." It's like, "Yes, we did." And people are like, "Well, why is he so successful?" It's like, "Well, his dad was also a Super Bowl winning head coach, an incredibly successful head coach." Right. Yeah. So he he has knowledge of what it takes. He's that still doesn't mean he's going to succeed or not. But look, look at Dan Quinn. Helps, though. Super Bowl with the Seattle, one of the best defenses, you know, for multiple years. Goes down to Atlanta, loses in the Super, the worst Super Bowl to ever watch. <laughs> then now he's like, I'm just going to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah. It's like, you know, the head coaching success is just, you're, can you you're, excel at both, all three phases of the game? Right. Well, and you're a conductor. You know, right. You're conducting the whole orchestra rather than just focusing on one little section or one particular <coughs> instrument that takes a different mindset and a different skill set to well, do and you know? in my it's good to be hands-on don't get me wrong but you also need to understand that being hands-on means you need to be able to be hands-on but retract yourself from that and be able to see the big picture because right. you're in charge of the big picture your offensive coordinator if he's on the sideline can't run up to the official and call timeout he can't do that either a player on the field has to do it or you as the head coach have to do it your offensive coordinator doesn't have a challenge flag that he can just yeet out on the field. <laughs> like, you have to be able to take a step back from giving plays to a quarterback and be like, all right, I need to listen to my replay guy and get the challenge flag out quick. Right. Or, you know. And you need to be able to trust that you have the right guy in the position for your offensive coordinator right. and defensive coordinator positions to where you can you can take a step back and say, nah, he's got it. He's got it. Right. So, like, like we, 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 we've got a solid game plan. I know what he's doing. I trust him. I'll step in if need be, if we need to have more minds on this or something, right. but like I'm going to let him do his thing. Right. So, if we keep Evero as our defensive coordinator, which would still be a great, you know, be a, a great keep, I guess you could say, because our defense was great last year, or we bring it in usually is. <laughs> Fangio again. Both those guys seem suitable enough to just be like you're the head coach of the defense. You just focus on the defense. Mm -hmm. If you need a timeout, talk to me. But then again, the, the coach knows when he should call a timeout on defense or not. So, I mean, again, I'm I like I told my brother the other day, if we are in the playoffs, the trade was worth it. If we're not in the playoffs, then what do we do? <laughs> we just overpaid for a quarterback and a coach. That's that would my, be incredibly disappointing. That that's the way I look at. It's like I can't really give you my like like all right, we have a head coach. This whole shit's behind us now. Let's focus on winning. If we're in the playoffs. All right, we we're, we fucking did it. Let's just make it yeah. to the wild card round. That's all I care about. Yeah, yeah. Just give us a glimpse of success again because, like everyone's saying, De Denver is a football fucking city. This is a franchise that has a one of the largest fan bases, most diehard fan bases in all of professional sports. 
We've sucked. For seven years. For seven years. It's been pretty bad. We all just want success. Give us that fucking glimmer of hope that we turn a page. If he takes us to the playoffs, great fucking trade for both Wilson and for Peyton. I'll be happy. I have high hopes for it. I'm a big Sean Payton fan. Like I said, he, he's the most. I love New Orleans. He's that, the that most high profile and successful head coach that we've had here in a long time. Yeah. And I think that's very promising. Hopefully he can fix the offensive. Like I said, I mean, and we've been saying this for years, but I'm not worried about the defense in any way, shape, or form. Our defense is always good year just in stay and healthy. year out. Just stay yeah, healthy. Just stay, like, I'm not worried about it. Offense is a whole other story. So if he can come in and somehow with the combination of, you know, whatever's going on with offensive coordinator and everything, figure out our system, put Russell Wilson in positions to succeed. Because – I just – when we had these conversations all year last year, you and me, you know, anyone else that I talked to in my life who watched any Broncos football, and it's like it is really hard for me to accept the fact fact that Russell Wilson is just bad now. I don't believe just that. Just randomly is like, just yeah, one, terrible. Yeah, just went from playing really good football to the very next year he's garbage. I refuse to believe that. Right. Russell Wilson is still a good quarterback. I just think – the offensive system we had him playing in this year was not conducive to putting him in positions to be successful. Right. And that's all your job is as an offensive coordinator is just put the players in a position to succeed and right. let them make plays. That's it. That's I mean, all look, you need look, to do. look at our last two games of the season. That was Russell Wilson playing at a Russell Wilson yeah. type level. A little unrestrained. Like, let him off the leash a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. So we, we've, we've, uh, you know, talked about the uh, the Broncos situation ad nauseum on this podcast, but yeah, we're Broncos fans. I, I am excited about the Sean Payton hire. So should we now segueing into hopefully Sean into Payton NFC can beat the fucking Chiefs because we haven't beat the Chiefs in like fourteen years either. Well, I don't even know. I just want to jump right in. We're jumping right, right in. All right, so the Chiefs won the r- most rigged game in NFL history. Um, I don't think. I'm alone in saying that. I believe that probably 95% of the football universe agrees with me that the officiating was so heavily rigged in the Chiefs' favor in the entire game that it literally skewed the outcome of the game. And I'm not I'm not talking about the late hit out of bounds. That was clearly a late hit out of bounds. You know, I feel bad for the 22-year-old linebacker that made the play. You don't blame it on him. Um that was a, a penalty, but if we take that as an example, Joe Mixon was hit like ten yards out of bound on the two yard line, no flag. Like, where's the consistency here? Where's the player protection and player safety? He's clearly out of bounds. Why is he getting hit already? So I'll say this: the Chiefs Bengals game ended up being far more exciting than the NFC Championship game that we were just talking. Of course, about. the script. Um, but I will say this. You know, and we'll we'll get into this here in a second. The officiating in that game is the main storyline coming out of that game, and that's not how that should have gone. Right. Between a matchup, a rematch matchup, in a very very important game, that's you know, winner goes on to the Super Bowl between Burrow and Mahomes. Mahomes playing on a beat up, you know, high ankle sprain, hobbling around out there, playing way better football than I was expecting him to play. To be completely honest, after watching him last weekend when he first hurt his ankle, I was like, I. If he doesn't have the kind of mobility that we're used to seeing from him, this is a way different Chiefs offense and therefore a way different Chiefs team, and the Bengals definitely have a shot. He played really, really well this past weekend. 
Um, so, you know, hats off to Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is fucking great. No one's denying that. He played really tough on that with the high ankle sprain. I mean, they're, they're, no one's denying that the Chiefs are a good team. Right, and, and the Chiefs, yeah, they're but, a fantastic team. I was really pulling for Cincinnati. I think I called for Cincinnati to win last week when we were when we were doing our podcast. But Shit, I wrote that stuff down. I was going to say, check the, check the predictions. At least I wrote, you, you I wrote, wrote down even, what even I, score I said 31-17 Bengals, and then I wrote 17-14 Niners. I was off. <laughs> So just a little bit off, um, but I, but so all of that is to say, the unfortunately the officiating in that AFC Championship game is the main storyline. And, and look, if anyone has listened to any sports talk radio, watched any sports center, been on any on Twitter message Instagram, board, you know, Twitter, Reddit. Instagram, Reddit, and followed any NFL pages, that's what everyone's talking about is the officiating. And there's been all this outcry and all this discussion around. You know, is the NFL rigged? Is the officiating in that game? That game, game was rigged. I mean, that game was pretty egregious. And look, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say, like, some of these people out there who are like, oh, the NFL's rigged, everything's scripted. You know, the NFL's only going to let win who they want to win for the best storylines, yada, yada, yada. But look, there is an actual history of refs, not only in the NFL, but in other professional sports, being corrupt and officiating games in a certain way to make sure certain players are successful and certain teams are successful. That's just a fact. So look, that there's an actual precedent for it. Right. It's not like it's unheard of and, and refs are these uncorruptible human beings who, you know, are absolutely perfect in every call they make. Like we're not we don't live in a fairy tale world. That this is a real thing. The officiating in that game was egregious. And I don't know if you want to go through the actual examples because I don't have them all just off the top well, of I my mean, head. But, like, there were some things that were happening in that game where it's like, I mean, shit, dude. You're sitting there watching and you're like, they are just trying to get – and it's like not only just everything that was benefiting the Chiefs, but it was like every every single thing that happened seemed like it was putting the Chiefs in a, in a position, position where to, it was like, we're going to give you as many opportunities to not fuck this up well, as we, we possibly can. You so, know what I mean? As a as a CU fan – the year we won our national championship, there was an infamous fifth down against Missouri. There was a fifth down granted to the fucking Chiefs. Yep, that's one of the ones on I a wanted to talk third about. and what was a third and nine. I'm still so confused. An incomplete as pass to what happened. The fuck happened. They ruled it incomplete. Everything. The Chiefs literally had their punt team. The Bengals had their yes, their uh, yeah. punt return team out on the field, and all of a sudden, the Chiefs' offense is back on the field, and the rest were like, "We blew the play dead before it happened," and it's like there was no whistle. Right. If you're if if you watch any play and they blow the play dead, the official comes running in. Right. Waving you know, his hands. usually waving his hands with the signal to stop the, the clock, blowing the whistle. I don't think that there is a single camera in the world that captured a single official blowing the whistle and moving in to blow the play dead. And then all of a sudden, the the Chiefs' offense is back the, on the field, and, and it's third down now. All of a sudden, I'm and like, then there's a penalty. Like what's what's happening here? Why do they? I right. thought they were just about to punt. I was so and still am so. Confused. And then there's a defensive holding right after on another incomplete pass, which yeah. gives them the first down. So hang on, what was the explanation for why they gave them the third down again? I I haven't found one. I still haven't. They said they blow they Baffling. blew the play dead, but it's like, or I think actually the explanation was to reset the play clock. But so they had blown that dead before the snap or something, and then that's what they're no saying. One blew a whistle, or? and then no one blew a whistle. No, no one on the t there's 22 fucking players on the field. Every, yeah, no one acted like they noticed this at all. Let's be real. All the officials have fucking earpieces to each other. They can talk to each other on the fucking field. No one, no, no one on each sideline 
and was like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Literally Until the after an on the incomplete field. pass. Yeah. The officials were like, yeah, she, um, and it was when he's shaking down, actually. Yeah, she just run it back one more time. Dude, what's the uh, Bengals head coach's name? Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor was losing his mind. And because right, there was no explanation. So. Rightfully so. Even Romo was like, I don't know why they blew it dead. Yeah, like what is happening? Maybe they reset the clock or so something? So they're just giving the Chiefs more opportunities well, to get a first Because then Romo goes, I don't know the official's name, but he goes, his mic cut out. And then like literally the next play when there was a defensive holding penalty for the first down, he goes, holding defense, five-yard penalty, admitting first down. And I'm like, oh, his mic didn't work. Interesting. <laughs> Very quick to get that mic fixed there, bud. What are some of the other examples? Because I know um, there was more than just that's the one that was stuck in my memory. So that's probably the biggest one. Yeah, um, is the extra play because although the Bengals think, would have gotten the ball back. Although I think we should add on that possession. Didn't the Chiefs actually end up having to punt anyway? Just like two, two or three downs later, or whatever it was. I believe so. I believe there was a turnover, yeah. but 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 still, that field position because that, that's when they changed. pinned the Bengals. There was deep. more time that came off the clock. Right, that's when they pinned the Bengals deep, and then the yeah. Bengals had like an offensive holding penalty or whatever that backed yeah. them up to like first and nineteen or whatever. Yeah, but on the play that Mahomes got hit, laid out of bounds, there was a. I mean, the most obvious hold right up the middle on the, oh, the defensive I saw the lineman should have had yes. the fucking sack. Yep. Um, on the punt, when the Bengals were pinned deep, there was a block, a blatant block in the back on the side that the the returner went, f- which got them to the Bengals forty. Otherwise, that's a block in the back from what maybe their own forty, which is ten yards. So they would have had the ball at their own thirty. That's a lot of room to still make up and not fucking yeah. ten yards. Yeah. Like, those are two massive calls late in the game that it's like, if you're going to call it one way, you got to call it the other because you're calling this shit against the fucking Bengals, and it's the same exact play that happened. There was uh, a late roughing the pass around Joe Burrow that they didn't call where he true like, the ball was gone and he gets hit late, mm-hmm. and the ref's like, nah, looks good to me. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, there's so many that you can go through, but, oh, wrong mouse. <laughs> um, I would also like to add. So, with all of this stuff being said about the refereeing, how many turnovers did the Bengals had? I know Burrow threw like two interceptions. It was it was two two picks to one turnover or uh, one fumble, I believe, by Mahomes. Okay, which was so, that, so that was a really bizarre play. That one, yeah, where he just, like, like slips lost out it. of his hands. He's yeah. trying to throw it and it just slips out of Dude, his hands. Have you seen the memes where everyone's like? Chris Collinsworth. This is what Chris Collinsworth would have said if he was doing. It. He goes, "What a play by Patrick Mahomes uh, on that turnover!" Because Chris Collinsworth literally is like on his knees for Mahomes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but the total penalties that were called and yards and force were nine for seventy-one yards for the Bengals compared to four for fifty-five for the Chiefs. And those fifty-five yards, I think, like twenty-five or thirty-five of them came from a pass interference call, which it was like if there's not a fucking flag on this, and I'm Cincinnati, I will literally f- fly to all these referees' houses and throw just yellow flags in the yard twenty-four-seven. <laughs> like I think honestly, if I was like that petty of a person and the Broncos lost their trip to the Super Bowl because of that, I would find where the official lived. I would buy as many flags as I could find and just start pegging them at his window all through the night. Okay, so here's something else I wanted to add to. Um, and this was I don't I did not read this post, but I follow the NFL subreddit on Reddit, and someone was posting something about like, look, I I don't get this far into it, but some people follow it so closely and were so upset about it that like they'll look up 
the referees' families, like names, find them on social media oh, and figure out like what, what, uh, like who they follow, gear and jerseys they're wearing, like on on that Sunday, and like who they're rooting for and stuff. And it's like, look, guys. I mean, okay. That's, that's investigative that's, work. That's real investigative work, and you might be taking it slightly too seriously. But that is also, going back to what I was saying earlier, these refs are just human beings, and they have in, inherent biases right. that is just going to come out during the play. Now, whether this was like... This is why... Whether the poor officiating in this, this Bengals-Chiefs game was like deliberately orchestrated or whether it was just... Poor officiating and human error. I don't know where that line is. I will say it was one of the most egregiously officiated games I've watched in a while. And it's just a shame because it's like a very, very fucking important game in a game where the Bengals... The second slash third most important game of the year. Where the couple things go the Bengals' way, they come out on top. Right. I mean, shit, it's only a three-point game after all that. All that said... Right, on a game like a... Game-ending field and, goal. Yeah, and, and the only reason the Chiefs get the game-winning field goal is because of a late of, hit out of bounds. Right. gives them extra yards. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing was just like well, crazy to watch. I feel bad for Burrow, dude, because I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. I feel I, bad for that whole team. It would have been really cool to see the Bengals back in the Super Bowl. I don't know how well they would have fared against the Eagles, but... Well, Burrow probably wouldn't have fared well because he's gonna he would get hit a lot. Okay, can I mean, we also talk about so to get off of the officiating subject for a second? Just for a second, because I gotta come back. Just, to that. Yeah, yeah, just for a second. Uh, hey, Bengals organization, you should invest in some offensive linemen. Well, to be fair, they did, and I think they had three backups playing. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but Joe Burrow is way too fucking <laughs> dude, good to wait. be every snap just running for his this life. This dude's gonna there. have a five-year career at this I, rate. That's just, what I mean, he, dude. He's a generation. He like he's one of those players I could see beating Brady's records. He's a generational he's a fucking talent, player. but he's not gonna survive, dude. He it's, he, he needs Brady type protection. It's unsustainable, and like that's one of those things where you know, look, having watched Brady for most, if not all, of his career. How many times do you see that guy snap the ball and he just sits back there and he's got right. all steps up into day the pocket long in the pocket? But and then Burrow again, snaps it and he's got like a second and a half and guys are all fucking over him. Then dude. again, Tom Brady could be releasing the ball as someone strikes his shoulder pad and that'll be called a fifteen yard roughing. Well, passer. yeah, true. Joe Burrow could throw the ball, be walking ten yards downfield and get blindsided, and they're like, yeah. "That was clean hit." Now, yeah, Brady. He was a runner. It's like no, the guy in the end zone with the football is the fucking runner. <laughs> Brady gets refed like no other player. Yeah, it's flag football in, in the when history he's out of there. the NFL. Uh, so there is that. But like, dude, Brady has had great protection most of his career. Yeah, Burrow needs to get some good protection because my God, I mean, yeah, this, this was the big complaint last year watching this Bengals team. It's like I don't know how the fuck they're in the Super Bowl because every time this guy gets the ball, he's just you guys running gotta for his run. Life. You guys got to run a one and a half second route here. Yeah. All right? Get the fuck open he's by the time the ball gets back to your quarterback. To get the ball out of his hands. It's amazing he did as well as he did. And this year it's the same thing. I'm like, you guys need to fix that offensive line problem because, like you said, if that does not get fixed, he's gonna get sacked a lot, which means he's going to get his chance I mean, for injuries. I mean, he already tore his ACL up. in his rookie year. Yeah, I mean, this is not good. His his career is going to be cut short if this continues. So, you, like, they need to figure that the fuck out. So, in, As someone who likes watching him play, please, get better offensive linemen. In his three years of playing, he's been sacked 124 times. Jesus. Uh, Tom Brady was sacked 565 in 22 years of playing. <laughs> so he's a fifth of the way. He's going to break fucking Brady's sacks. There you go. There's a stat where there's like, one, he's going to hammer fall. that in the next three years <laughs> yeah, at this rate. Yeah. But um, Lord, dude. No, I, I feel for the Bengals. You know, they've never won a Super Bowl, so it would be like 
you know. Well, just no. I don't think they've ever won. Yeah, I think they're one of the teams. That's I think never you're right. Won. I don't think they've ever. Won. And just like they're runners up last year, they're in the AFC title game this year. It's like they they can taste it. It's right there. And then the fucking zebras were like, "Hey guys, oh, I, look, like look, flag." I'll say this: think about how mad we are and disgusted we are at the officiating in that game, and neither of us are Chiefs or Bengals fans, really. I mean, I imagine I'm, if that's your team and that's happening. Oh, if that's like I said, if that's the Broncos, I'll be at the official's house with 10,000 fucking yellow flags. Every minute through the night, I'm just going to hit his window. <laughs> I'll stay up until he's like, what do you want? And I'll be like, admit to me on video <laughs> that you fucking suck dick and, and fuck that game over. And if he's like, I won't, I'll be like, I will literally stay here and keep throwing flags at your fucking window. Okay, I'm so, not going to interrupt your day to day life. I'm not, you know, this guy doesn't deserve violence. Like you said, we're all fucking humans. But I literally just keep throwing flags at him. And be like, this is what I felt like watching you ref my fucking team. <laughs> um, so did you have anything else you wanted to touch on on the refereeing, or do we want to get into the well, whole stuff that spawned on the internet recently of like the NFL script? Because <laughs> I do kind of want to get into that a little bit. Well, it's kind of with the refereeing that jumps into that. Um. One, I don't think the NFL's like, like the whole. Did you have you listened to any of the Arian Foster shit where he's like, I show up to training camp and there's literally a script of how my season's gonna go and so. Okay. So there, there was like I, a video I, or like a, a meme of Marquez Colston or whatever in like 2011 or whatever or no, not Marquez Colston, um, Plaxico Burris. Plaxico Burris. And it was um, Rabbit or not Rabbit? Fuck, dude, it was um. That's when he but shot himself. When he shot himself, yeah. there was like, and they were like, "This was him reading the script for the fucking 2011 season or whatever." So I saw that. So I I sent you guys over today the clip, and I haven't listened. I don't know what podcast he was on, but he was on. I don't some know if podcast. it was part in my take because it, it was Maybe. a barstool. Sports it was a barstool one. thing, and so th- this comes after something else that I sent you guys yesterday, where it was like them talking about the NFL's rigged and all this, it's scripted, and that's when Sam replied, and he's like, "Look, it's not scripted." I I, I honestly tend to go more towards Sam Sam's perspective of like look there's no fucking way it's scripted you can't that's that's, that's you got to coordinate 32 teams yeah. each with 63 people on their yeah. roster the, and then you got to get all the coaches on the same the, page the, it's sports is too unpredictable if anyone who has ever played sports you can't fucking script this stuff it just right. shit happens that you can't predict Peyton Manning Which is reading why, the script and they're like you're going to break your neck and miss the whole year right, of your career right. he's like the fuck I'm not yeah so there's no way it's scripted. That's fucking ridiculous. But it's I, I do think the NFL, like here are just here are some things we know. The NFL, giant organization, multi-billion dollar corporation that owns a day of the week, to quote the Will Smith movie Concussion. Owns a day of the week. Big big money on this giant industry. Do you think they're going to try and leverage anything they can to lean into the right storylines that will get the most viewers, which means the most merchandise sales, the most ticket sales, all that kind of stuff? Yes, I do think that is absolutely true. But to say that it's completely scripted and everything that we're seeing playing out throughout the entire course of a season is all pre-planned, Come on, that's fucking preposterous. So that I, I wanted to ask you guys, and I, I didn't have time to like type in my little question when I sent over the video, but it's like it's Arian Foster who was saying that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
are they just trolling us? Like that seemed like I mean, elite level sarcasm, right? You would you would have that to whole think so. thing. I'm like, look, because then there's that joke at the end of like. What did you What did you say when you got the script that said like your entire career is going to go in the tank? Right. Yeah. You he just believing says, in God or whatever. Apart. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, there's there's shit that it's like that, there's no way these things are scripted. And like, are you guys just f- like fanning the flames of all the conspiracies that have popped up post AFC Championship are game you, about the NFL? Being I mean, rigged? think it's a talk show host, right? Or like a talk talk show host, talk show. If me and you were like big enough that it's like, hey, this clip's gonna go viral, we're gonna get more right. people to listen to us, well, more and, interactions. And look, like, I get, I get that. It's a juicy topic to talk about. I mean, shit. Here we are talking about it right now. So I, I think that's my stance on it. Is like, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of like, there's no way all of it's scripted. That's fucking preposterous. Anyone who believes that, you, you don't understand how sports works, and you don't understand how human beings work. But. Do I think there is some tampering that probably happens? So, yeah, probably. Because there are storylines that develop. Sports journalism is an entire industry. And, right. and we have you know weeks that go by in, in between all these games. they got to push all these storylines. Storylines generate interest. Interest generates viewers. Viewers generate fucking ticket sales and merchandise right, purchases revenue. and all that shit. Revenue. Money. That's all they give a fuck about. That's all anyone right. gives a fuck about. So, so it's like I can easily draw those connections. But it's like to go so far as to say... Every year, the NFL knows exactly what's going to happen for the right. storylines throughout the entire year. Like, what are they, fortune tellers? What the you, fuck are you talking You'd about? also think it's, at some point in time, someone who had a bad relation with the NFL would be like, here's a fucking like, full-on script yeah, exactly. that we got. You, like, it's just it people is. we're talking about. That's and Not to go off on too much of a tangent, that's my only hiccup when you start looking into like massive, vast conspiracy theories in like any area of life. It's like... Look, I love to go with you on this because it's a fun thought exercise, but it's like you're talking about just people. Right. You know, there's that, what is that, that one quote, like uh, three people can share a secret if two of them are dead or something right. like that? Yeah. People gossip. People don't know how so to fucking keep their trap thousands shut. There's of no way you're going to get tens of thousands of people to all basically lie to the public and no one person is going to send a text or an email or talk to their wife who the then talks to her friends right. or go on a podcast and rant about something and let the secret slip. Get the fuck out of here. Like, right. what are we talking about? Well, so to touch on, like, the money, the NFL banked $2.7 billion in sponsorship revenue. That's just sponsorship revenue in 2022. It also accounted for 82 of the top 100 U.S. telecasts in the year. I think that's the thing that I usually hone in on when you want to start talking about how big the NFL is. Because before the NFL reached its heights right now, there used to be things like the Oscars presentation and all this oh, kind of stuff no one- that would... That would be like some of the most watched things, like you know, episodes of The Walking Dead or whatever the right. fuck, stuff that would reach high up on the list of like most watched things on cable television. Now it's like you said, is it eighty? However many out of the top one hundred, eighty-two out of the top one hundred. But a lot 82% of eighty-two percent of the highest watched fucking cable programs in the entire year were NFL games. Like that is domination, right? Dude. So uh, before I jump into my point of view on this whole thing being rigged you also have to think too like things like this like the revenue is going to spike up and down like i think in 2016 or whenever kaepernick took a knee there was a lot of people that were heavily against his stance and everything and and why he was doing it so the revenue fucking tanked and then you know the next year when you know things go or whatever like the revenue goes up so it's 
Also, outside factors, like, and let's be real, 95 to 100% of it is all political, um, has a massive effect on their revenue. So the NFL themselves have to try and navigate that shit. You think they scripted every like this whole movement that's been going on since 2016? Not a chance. Yeah. You think nothing any, that would negatively anything affect like them. that? Like that negatively affected them. Their ratings dropped like 40 plus percent I think that year. And that it's probably like probably equated to millions if not billions of dollars. Right. And it's like do you think a business is sitting there They're going, not cool okay, with that. We're going to take a huge loss this year. Yeah, but in five years. But in five years, we'll be <laughs> fucking set. It's like, no, because no. there's still controversy following the fucking NFL. Yeah. Do you think they would have allowed concussion to be released if it's truly scripted? Fuck no. The NFL probably tried as hard as they could to stop concussion, but I believe it was a Disney movie, and Disney was probably like, our pockets are a tad deeper. <laughs> I was going to say, if there's a corporation that can dick measure with the NFL, it's Disney. Disney's right. like, bitch, please. We, so, we but, got so it's mine. one of those things, and it's also... Uh, ESPN is or was owned by Disney, so it's I think like still is. Yeah, you have a contract with us, like yeah, you know, suck our dicks. <laughs> and but it's like so stuff like that kind of like can fight this whole rigged or like scripted narrative, but rigged in my opinion, yes. Listen to the storylines of the two possible Super Bowl outcomes once once the NFC Championship game is done. Jalen Hurts versus Joe Burrow. Eagles, fucking Bengals. All right, yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelsey versus Jason Kelsey. Battle of the Brothers. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid revisiting the Eagles in the Super Bowl as the Chiefs head coach. The first time in NFL history we have two African-American quarterbacks. Juicy, juicy Juicy. Headlines. Juicy storylines. So why not fight for it? You want some fucking, I think Joe Burrow's from Ohio, so you want some white guy from Ohio <laughs> against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? No, nah, you want to get the storylines built. Yeah. Because you got so, to ramp up the hype meter. Right. So, again, I don't think it's scripted because if Mahomes gets hurt in the regular season, Chad Haney doesn't lead the fucking Chiefs to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. because the storyline isn't there anyways. But because they're there, is it rigged? Yeah, I would say it is. Well, that, I would say the NFL could re- could go to the officials and be like, do what you have to in a non-obvious way, and right, the, refs were, right. the refs took it as do what you have to in an obvious way this time. <laughs> they, just they just weren't as subtle as they should Help the Chiefs. Yeah. And they're like, if the Chiefs can't get it. I mean, you know, the Bengals could have come out and put up 21 in their first three possessions, and the Chiefs were scrambling the whole time. And then it could have been like, well, they were just never in a position to win anyways. Yeah. So – I also want to add too, and because this happens in the NHL, as a fucking NHL fan, there are referees out there. Like there was a referee that got hot mic'd. He goes, "I just wanted to give him a fucking penalty," oh, he, yeah. and he got fired for it and Dude, everything. They're just and it's people. like the the NBA might be the only. The, I don't know how I'm going to even frame this in a statement that I truly support, but the NBA actually reviews the last two minutes. They can challenge fouls now, like. You can challenge the referee. Can we add this in? Like they they tried it with the pass interference bullshit, but be like, I want to challenge that fucking hold or that offsides right, right. or a false start. Like, take them back five yards. Yeah. The fucking left tackle moved early. Like, yeah. Fucking put the officials on the spot. They're part of the game. Right. And we need to hold them accountable. 
And also because they make a giant impact on the outcome of right, the game. Right. Depending I mean, on when these calls are made or are not made. And that's why baseball is looking to get rid of the fucking home plate umpire in the strike zone and just make it an automated yes, no, that was a fucking strike. No, it wasn't for everybody. Right. So it's not subjective. Right. Because yeah. you can see where it's like, how did you call a strike there, but you didn't call a strike when it was right down the fucking middle? It's human error. Yeah. And it, it's human error. It's that bias yep. of the... The umpires, oh, I don't like this batter. He's, you yeah. know, me and him had issues. Or it's like some fucking, some home plate ump who right. grew up rooting for the Cubs. Like, he's a lifelong Cubs fan. Right. Like, you think that guy might be I want calling the, I the want game the Cubs in to favor of the, the Cubs? Series. He's a fucking person. He's a you know, guy. Hey, the Cubs haven't won the World Series in like 185,000 right. right. years, and they Let just try won and help on my out. dime. Let's yeah. go. I'm sitting under the stadium rooting with them. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, so yeah. I think the NFL needs to come out. They, the NFL should have released a statement already and been like, there were missed calls even if they say there was missed calls going both ways, because I'm, sh- you know, there's always going to be missed calls. Let's be real, but it's like the obvious ones where it's like that should have been a 15 yard or late hit on Joe Mixon out of bounds. That should have been a holding. That should have been a roughing the passer on Joe Burrow. Like, well, you need to come out and you need to you need to fucking tell those refs you guys aren't refing a big game anymore. Well, and because that was pitiful. And to your point. It's not unheard of because the NBA just the other day, I don't know if you saw the clip of LeBron James getting fouled and it nah, not being clean called block, bro. <laughs> at the end of the game against the Celtics by Jason Tatum. The NBA came out and said, yeah, the refs missed that call. Right. They, they made an announcement saying we fucked up. Right. They missed and that call. And that's part of their two-minute report. Been a foul. That, and, and the NFL could absolutely institute something like that. They need to. And it would at least give fans who watched the game – a little consolation of like, okay, at least you're looking at this and you're going back and you're saying, hey, our refs are accountable. We're reviewing tape and we're saying, you guys fucked up. You missed this. You need to well, do better. And as a as a ref, like, you know. Because mistakes are going to happen. I've, I've told, like, I'm sure you've heard me say this or it's been years since you've heard me say it because I don't make mistakes often. But I'm always like, <laughs> if I fuck up, just let me know. I'm not going to get offended by it. Just be like, bro, you, you fucked up. Like, right. Chill. So we're, that we're you not, can do better next we're time. We're not pissed. Learn from it and yeah. move on. But like, people are like, nah, I didn't fuck up. It's like, you did. And you being a stubborn prick right now is right. making you fuck up more. And yes. you're not going to learn and grow from this. So the NFL should learn and grow from this. And Because I've seen multiple people come out on Twitter. Like Even Chiefs fans are like, so... I can't even sit here and defend this as a Chiefs fan because I agree with what you guys are saying. Well, and that's, a, that's another side of this whole argument is if you're a Chiefs fan and you win that game, doesn't it – there's like a little part of you, if you're being realistic, feels like your win is a little bit cheapened by how you won in the positions that you were put into by the refs in that game? Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, if you ever had instances like this where you were a part of a game that you were actually playing in when you were younger, regardless of what it was, baseball, football, basketball, whatever, where the refs were clearly calling the game in a certain way and it was in favor of your team – you feel kind of guilty about it. You feel kind of shitty of like, we're winning and we're beating this team, but it's like it's because they haven't been calling fouls or like they called four fouls on that team's star player in the first half and he's been sitting for 20 right. minutes or whatever. It's like I feel kind of like this win is kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like I kind of cheated my way here. If you're being realistic about it, you're like, look, right, you gotta take I, would rather, I would rather play this team in a completely fairly officiated right. 100% circumstance. 100% fair across the board. Right, so that they're calling the game the same way both directions. And then if we win, we beat them fair and square. Right. But right now it's like, yeah, we won, but it's like we only won because you got this call here and you got 15 I mean, extra yards there. And it's yeah, kind of like the like, Eagles. Like, yeah, celebrate you're going to the Super Bowl. Don't, you know, you shouldn't diminish the season you've had, but at the same time you should go, 
We just played Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. <laughs> right, yeah. Like a team that was just grabbing people out of the stands right. at a certain point. We're, we're about to play Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like we got to fucking just be like, okay, we won. <sighs> like I said, the NFC was fucking weak as balls. I really think that I, I, I'm the biggest Eagles fan because fuck the Chiefs. Fuck Patrick Mahomes. Fuck his wife. Fuck his brother. <laughs> Don't like any of them. I think he's a good guy. Mahomes is a good guy, but he does he's fucking like annoying. Guy. And fuck Kelsey. Oh, at least Jason Kelsey's not a fucking ass clown. Like you don't his like brother. Travis? Kelsey. Oh, I can't stand that guy, bro. He does. He, he's he, he's he, like a Gronk to me, and it's like fucking take his knee out, fuck him up. You don't like Gronk? And fucking hated Gronk. I like Every time Gronk. he got hurt, I'm like, yeah. Gronk just seems like a big kid to me. He just seems like he's out there just having fun. He, Gronk's just here to party. That's I also his whole vibe. All the I also time. hated the Patriots. So when you play for the Patriots, yeah, I, hate you I was gonna say. I mean, that's that's a little unfair. Like we brought a keep to Lebo over, and I was like, fuck you, a keep. And I'm like, <laughs> and they started playing well, and we won the Super. Bowl. I'm like, all right, you're good. You're yeah, good. Yeah, like you're, you're willing cool. to yeah. live and let live. A little like, bit. all right, all right, you're 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 part of the fan. Come <laughs> on in. Come on in. Winning fixes everything. <laughs> but people were like Tom Brady to the fucking Broncos. I was like, fuck no. Dude. Although a Super Bowl would be nice, but fuck you, Tom Brady. Oh, could you imagine how Broncos fans would feel? Bro, we'd be the most conflicted fucking fan base. We'd be like, we have Tom Brady. He took us to a Super Bowl. He took us to another one. We're one and one with him. Let's go. <laughs> and all of a sudden we're like, fuck, we just got Tom Brady. Like, fuck us, man. Now we're, now we're that team. This is the enemy. Yeah, he's, he's been the enemy for like 30 fucking years, and now he's here. It's like Darth Vader wanting to fight with the Rebels. It's like, yeah. hey, man, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> he's... he's <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> he's like looking around. He's like, all right, guys, let's go take out the stormtroopers. Look, I know. I've been a real asshole for a long time. Probably killed a lot of your friends. It's water under the bridge, let's, right? Let's, <laughs> water under the bridge. Let's put that shit behind us. Let's focus on the goal ahead. They're like, are you serious? He goes, fuck yeah, let's go. Everyone's like. Luke's over there. We got my dad on board. We, we're unstoppable now. <laughs> we're fucking bitches. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, no. man. Okay, so to get into a little Super Bowl preview talk, now that we've well, we're an hour and 13 minutes well, into our Super Bowl preview. Let's look up who's officiating the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, obviously, rooting for the Eagles. I'm assuming yep. you are as yep. well. Yep. Um, Although, fuck Brandon, too, bro. So, <laughs> can the Super Bowl end in a tie and it go to the third place team in the – in the Bengals, there is that. There is Brandon. Well, dude, and that'll mean that'll mean he's gotten two. If they win, he's gotten two Super Bowl championships in like the last like what six years or seven years, something like that. Because they beat Brady and the Patriots in twenty fifteen. The or, Philly no, no, special, no, like fourteen or something like that. Um, like twenty seventeen. Maybe yeah, twenty seventeen. So it looks like our with Nick Foles, who's like completely washed now. Dude, he was only good on that team. Let's be real. He was only good there. Well, he's got a Super Bowl now, so I guess um, he off. Fuck, dude. Brandon doesn't even – he's not even a true Eagles fan. I think the Eagles can do it. Well, I think they as, have a as defense. As he said on our, when he got on the podcast that we posted on New Year's Eve, he like doesn't even watch really. No, he, 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 almost, he probably won't watch the Eagles Super Bowl. I almost asked him. I was like, so what do you do? Because he was like, I don't watch sports. I just, I just pay attention to the box scores. And we all know that he doesn't watch movies. Right. So it's either he plays like, Fortnite so or he's in the gym. What do you do for fun? I'm confused. He's like, I just don't participate in pop culture at large. I'm like, okay. He's like, I just don't exist outside <laughs> of the weight room. It's like, oh, okay, good. Good for you. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? If something about the officiating is what you were looking up. I don't know if that's for your nah, mind. I was going to go somewhere else. We're both rooting for the Eagles. We're both rooting for the Eagles. You're conflicted I, because 
Brandon's an Eagles fan, but also <laughs> yeah, you just, hate the Chiefs. Bro, okay, something about me just like hates watching like my friends' teams if they're not my team succeed. <laughs> Yeah, like, cause, cause then your friend can be like, "Well, my team won the fucking Super." It's like, shut the fuck up, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to have, you don't you're want them fraud. to have anything over you. Yeah. You're, you're literally a fucking fraud. That's why um, most of the time, all of our friends are usually in sync. We're all Broncos fans, <laughs> right? And like college football, like, is different though, because it's kind of right, like, yeah. hey, we, your team was way better. Like, yeah. we get it, and it, you know, well, and everyone, everyone comes into the college football stuff with like years worth of loyalty right. to one one team or another that. that predates them having right. their NFL. Well, I'm like, agencies. you know, Sam went to ASU. I'm a huge CU fan, but it's like, yeah. I'm not going to talk shit to Sam just because he went to ASU. I'll be like, yeah. damn, Sam, that game didn't go as what you, you hoped it did. And yeah. he'd be like, no, it didn't. I'd be like, all right, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, what I was going to say is when you when the Broncos were in – so as a fan of the game, if your team is in it, are you going to be like zoned into the TV watching the game? Like if, you're, if the Broncos are in the game – like you're gonna be like okay maybe not the Broncos because you're not as big of a Broncos fan as I am. Say the Aggies made the national championship game. Oh, dude, you're gonna be glued to the TV yeah, when absolutely. the game's on. You're not yeah. gonna be fucking with people at the bar. Well, I mean, you know, I'm gonna be drinking and, and eating snacks, but right? Like, I'm but but you're not attention. gonna be up having a conversation. You're gonna be like, I'm yeah. locked into the fucking yeah. game. All right, yeah. commercials. Let's talk. Right. When the Broncos were in their fucking Super Bowl in 2015, we had a few people over, um, and that's when like Megan and I lived with Simon. Like Brandon came over, a couple other couples came over. Dude, they're all like talking in the kitchen. They're like, "Why don't you come talk?" I'm like, "The fucking game's on. Shut the fuck up. Leave me the fuck alone." Well, you gotta you gotta understand something too. For the vast majority of people, the Super Bowl is a social event. It's not something they give a fuck about right, in any way other than the, it being a social for event. For 30 of 32 teams, the fan bases are just watching it for it's the social for event. It, well, but also, for the two fucking teams... Also, there's a lot of people who are not even really sports fans, right. let alone football fans, and they're like, I'm just here to eat but if you talk to my friends, whatever. If you know... like if the, Bron- if the Broncos... <coughs> oh, shit. You all right over there? <coughs> nope, death. If the Broncos are in the Super Bowl and we're all watching together, everyone there should know just... Leave me alone. <laughs> Y'all can talk, but just where I'm sitting on the couch, don't impede my view <laughs> and leave me alone. I'm not that serious about it. Like I'm paying attention. I'm glued in. But like I'm I'm drinking. I'm chatting. I'm, I'm I mean, I'll I'm have drinks snacks. and like I'll have food. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like immobile. But like when the game is on You're breaking down tape. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Matt's got his own recording. He takes like, it home later bro, and breaks down the tape. I'm sitting on the couch. Like, he goes play by play. Like I'm sitting on the edge of my seat like this. I'm like, got my jersey on, got my hat on. Like, I, got, I think I had Bronco socks on. Like, my <laughs> Bronco flag was outside. Like, I'm in the fucking game. This is a Super Bowl. We haven't won one since I was four. Right. Let me watch the fucking game. The last one we were in, we got embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Nah, I put I a angry. hole in my dorm. I got angry drunk. Everyone did. I put, <laughs> I put a fucking hole in the wall with my hat. At least you didn't do one of those, uh, you know, after the Cowboys lost their playoff game this year. There's there's thousands you, like, of clips like this on the, on, on the internet. But, like, punching their TV or, like, ripping it off the wall mount and slamming it into the ground. I have never understood that reaction. It's like, oh, like, my team lost. Let me spend another $1,000. Yeah, my team lost. Yeah. Let me inflict property damage on my stuff in a, in a situation where I had literally nothing to do with the outcome of this team. That doesn't even care that I exist. I mean, I get pissed, don't get me wrong, but I'm not like, yeah, like, I'm going to take shit out on stuff. Like, I, I will say, I don't know if I brought this up, I think I've told you, but when the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, 
I was at my parents' house. I'm jumping up and down, like going crazy, screaming and shit, because I'm just a big sports guy. When they beat the Blues in the second round, I'm here in my office where we're at right now. I have four sliding doors for a closet in this room. I was so excited. I thought they would be strong enough to, you know, <laughs> hold my body weight if I jumped into it, and I fucking just slung myself into one. Like, it was like the boards, right? Yeah, those bitches aren't staying on those tracks. No, because it's just two wheels. And I fucking <laughs> sent my Flimsy door straight door. into the fucking closet. But it's like, I'm not doing that because I'm angry. I was, like, super fucking stoked. It's like, yeah. better I did that than, like, put a hole in the wall right. going into my neighbor's house or something, yeah. like... Or destroy a fucking $500 TV. Right, but, no like, reason. yeah, the people that, like, pull it out and then, like, slam it, I'd be like, I mean, it's your TV, so I'm glad you did it. Right. But I'm not going to be that mad well, still that though, I do that to You know what I always shit. think about when I see those videos? I just think about, like... How pissed is he going to be later when he wants to get in bed for because he's got to watch TV because he's got to go to sleep for work tomorrow and he wants to watch Netflix and he goes oh yeah I fucking destroyed my TV oh, yeah I got to wait two weeks to get bitch. paid to watch that can't watch season four of Ozark motherfucker that would piss me off as you get in bed all ready to relax throw on a little TV and you're like oh yeah remember four hours ago Zach when you destroyed your TV because you're a drunk <laughs> asshole. Good decision. All because your team lost the big game. <laughs> You're like, it was a good decision at the time. <laughs> but now I'm paying, and now I regret oh, it. Oh, man. I mean, let's be real. We're all Eagles fans, besides a little sliver of Kansas. Because even half of Kansas is Broncos fans. I, I will say this. I am looking forward to more of those clips of the uh, Eagles tailgate. Did you see any of those from before the No, NFC but I saw game? stuff about them in the streets afterwards celebrating, and I watched like a bus stop roof collapse with like one. 30 people. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, and I'm like, oh, shut up. They're all fine. They're all drunk enough to like get up and walk their broken leg home and yeah. realize how much pain they're in the next day. Dude, that's just like a that's just a different breed of fans. Well, I, I just want to see them unleashed on – where is the Super Bowl being played? Arizona. Okay. So, so where the Cardinals play? Is that yeah, the stadium? Yeah, Okay. But where that stadium is, there's, like, nothing around. I know. It's a weird location. I've so if you live over there, it's, like, lock your doors. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to have... Or just be out of town. 70,000 people just roaming, trying to find a place to have a party. It is a weird location. You would think it would be way closer to, like, you know, Tempe <clears throat> or it's something. It's all predetermined. Oh, you mean the stadium. The stadium. Yeah. Well, that's their issue with their hockey team, because that's right next to their hockey stadium. But now they're playing at, like, a 3,000-person um, stadium on ASU's campus. Really? Well, because you're in downtown. I so mean. we we were out there years ago to visit Sam, and we drove. There was some place that we went to that was near the Cardinal Stadium, and we drove from Tempe to the stadium. And I want to say we drove for like 45 minutes. Yeah, it's not a it's like not it's a convenient not close right. Like at least like for here in Colorado, everything's in downtown. So if you're yeah, coming, yeah. you're everyone's coming to the same place, not necessarily leaving the city to go to a location. Right. When you have downtown Denver's right there, you got all right. these hotels, there's like things so, to go do. So you got to think like if you had the if, if we hosted a Super Bowl here, right? There's so much shit to do in that area that you could mm -hmm. walk to yeah. and set up. Like you could use Ball Arena to set shit up and the mm -hmm. convention center is just a block over. Like yep. there's so much shit to do. Out there, it's like there's a stadium, and then there's the the NHL slash I think the NBA plays there as well, stadium, and that's it. And, and everyone's there's like, like nothing around, right? Yeah. It's just like residential area. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck are you supposed to set up for people? Yeah, what are all these drunk, either and, and losers where, or winners, and where yeah, <laughs> who are excited or mad? What are they supposed to go do? What I'm excited to see is hop in an Uber and go streets of Philadelphia. Minutes. Oh yeah, because then they're gonna lather. They're I think it was the World Series. 
Man, were the Philly, yeah, the Phillies were in the World Series. I think so. And they were like lathering the poles up for the NLCS, like the street lamps. And so like, that people weren't the first video, them. Right, because they're trying to keep people safe. The first video I saw, some dude just like slides down it and then is right back up to the top. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why you waste city money on Greece. Yeah. Those some, fuckers some, are going to get up Some there. guy's job was to go around and grease all the poles. And it just dude, they literally are out there with difference. buckets and mops, and it's just like, Greasing these fucking poles, trying to keep people off them. How sad is that? You got to prep your city to get <sighs> fucked over <laughs> just Dude. by a bunch of excited fans. Philadelphia is like that city too. Like that's why I wanted Buffalo versus Philly because those Me two too. fan bases clashing would just be. I would be like, I'm going to the Super Bowl just, just to, to walk around the fucking yeah. yeah tailgate. Just walk around with a drink in my hands and just watch pandemonium. And, and everybody like, what color? Of, you know, I'd be like, I'm wearing literally a white t-shirt. Right. Yeah. That's it. Just plain white. Nothing on it. Maybe yeah. a Nike swoosh. That's it. Yeah. That's I'm that's not all. Like, I'm, I'm here not as a bystander. If the Bills want, fans want to drink with me and want me to jump through a table, I'll do it with them. Yeah. If the Philly fans want me to drink with them and jump through a table, I'll fucking do it with them. Yeah, yeah. When they all go into the game, I'll go home and be like, "Holy fuck, that was a great fucking time." <laughs> be a party, man. Like I don't care who wins anymore. They're both great fan bases. And then afterwards, it's like, "Holy shit, who's gonna die first? Yeah, yeah. Like there's gonna be a murder. But no, go Eagles. Fuck the Chiefs. Although I will say. I've heard Chiefs fans are, like, the nicest fans out there. Like, it's one of the stadiums you could go to as an opposing fan, and there's always going to be some assholes that heckle you, yeah. but it's like, if you can just be like, hey, yeah, we get it, we sucked, like, we yeah. lost, like, all right, good luck, have have a good time, Yeah, and you just don't feed into it. But I've heard Chiefs fans are, like, really welcoming and, like... Oh, that's nice. You know, it's it's a good place to actually play. It's a good but vibe. still fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> Got to make sure that See, we get that in See, here's the thing. It's a little conflicting, because it's like... I am in no way rooting for the Chiefs. I like obviously I'm a Broncos fan. I want the Eagles to win. I like Jalen Hurts. As a Broncos fan, by default, you have to root against the Chiefs. But I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Andy Reid. I really think, honestly, Andy Reid and the Chiefs have the most interesting and exciting play calling in all of the NFL and have had for several years now. I don't know why more people aren't adopting the same sort of play calling style that that he has there, but you know, I don't, I don't know about that, but, um, and you know, if they were, if, if Mahomes was the quarterback and Andy Reid was the coach of any other team, I'd be a fan of that team. I would root for them a lot, but I can't cause they're the chiefs. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. My brother and I went to a chiefs Broncos game years ago. <clears throat> I like Andy Reid too. Yeah. Who doesn't? But we lost. I wasn't happy. We were sitting two seats away from the visitor's tunnel. So I could lean literally into the tunnel. Andy Reid comes walking by. And I go, why don't you go eat a fucking cheeseburger, you fat walrus-looking motherfucker? And we made eye contact. Andy (laughs) Reid and I did. And he kind of, like, chuckled, like, probably, all right, that was pretty funny. And then he, like, walked into the tunnel. And afterwards, I'm like, you know, I don't have anything against him. Besides the fact that he coaches the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, That's, like, the only reason. Like He seems like – otherwise, he seems like a great guy. Like, they got him a Christmas present, and it was a fucking cheeseburger in a shoebox. And it was one <laughs> of the greatest videos I've ever seen. And I'm like, I fucking love Andy Reid. Dude, then, he seems like a great guy to go out to a nice restaurant, get a well, cheeseburger, throw back a couple do beers. Do you remember the 2020 NFL chat. draft when everyone's, like, at home? He's, yeah. like, sitting in, like, a Hawaiian T-shirt, like, eating ribs or something. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, he's this awesome. This guy's just – he's living his fucking life. He seems like, like he's a, a great good dude. guy. But in the heat of the moment, I was just like, I got to fucking, like, make this guy feel like shit. 
And in reality, he probably just walked by and was like, well, that guy was actually really nice to me. And what if he went and sobbed in the locker room right after that? How would you feel? Well, I should have done it at halftime then. <laughs> I'm really throwing off their second half plans. At least you weren't holding anything back. You know, at least you... Uh... Well, I'm sure I held stuff back, but... <laughs> You fat walrus looking <laughs> motherfucker. Could you imagine someone just says that to you? He does, like, he does look like a walrus, though. You can't deny that. I'd be like, I don't even know what to fucking say back to that. A cheeseburger does sound... I would have been like, a cheeseburger sounds good. You got any recommendations? And then... Dude, cheeseburgers slap. When, when the guy's like... I love ah. how he's just made like his whole vibe about like, I love, I fucking love cheeseburgers. It's like, dude, yeah. I can get behind that. I think all of America can get behind that. But <laughs> that's really how we should end the podcast. If you don't like cheeseburgers, <laughs> then fuck If you don't like you. cheeseburgers, then fuck you. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, well, I like hamburgers, but not cheeseburgers. It's like, well, fuck you. Then. All right, well, then fuck you. That's what this message is for. You fucking serial killer. Who doesn't like not cheeseburgers? Putting cheese on your cheeseburger. Bro, so, everyone's like, I want a hamburger. And I'm like, do you want a cheeseburger? And they're like, no cheese. And I'm like, it makes everything better. It's like, would you like this burger with some bacon on it? Yeah. Hey, would Why you would like I to drink no this to water without the water? They're like, sure. It's like, then go thirsty, bitch. God. <laughs> <sighs> What were you Googling over there a second ago, by the way? What are you looking up on maps? Oh, just... Dude, keep grabbing the wrong mouse. Like, there's the stadium. Oh, also, another storyline. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> well, it's, it's relative to the rigged story. Can you guess <clears throat> what the stadium that is hosting the Super Bowl is called? Oh, I heard this, too. State, State, State Farm, Farm Stadium. Yeah. So what better to have Patrick Mahomes, who's a State Farm quarterback? And we'll see roughly three million... Fucking State Farm commercials during the Super Bowl, bro. If please, 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 can we not see the fucking Burger King commercial? I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm gonna get political real quick, but Whopper, 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 <laughs> Whopper. It's fucking the worst. The I'm gonna worst. I'm gonna get political real quick. Can we go back to good Super Bowl commercials? Because all this woke bullshit about hurting people's feelings, like fuck your feelings. That shit's funny. Dude, you know what I that need? That shit sold. You know what I need is a really good Doritos commercial. I need year. a really good Snickers commercial. Do you remember the Snickers bar where they're like both eating the Snickers from each end and they kiss the mechanics and they're like, they like back up and look at each other really quickly and they're both like, quick, got to do something manly. So they rip their shirts open and rip chest hair off. <laughs> I don't know if I remember that. Oh, one. I'll pull that up after the right, podcast. Right. But like, can we Snickers go back to funny ones. commercials? Like, forget people's feelings. They'll get over it. It's a fucking commercial. If they didn't like it, they don't have to rewatch it. Bring me good, solid entertainment. All I ask for in my commercials, because I fucking despise ads in all in any way, shape, or form, please make them funny, at the very least. Yes, make them attractive make them, for me. A, not annoying, and B, preferably funny. That would be great. Because like, I, I, I think, can sit through your fucking progressive commercial as long as it's the not becoming your parents. That whole ad yeah, campaign series is hilarious. It's great. Yeah, just like don't make flow. <laughs> like, get rid of her. Like the mayhem ones, like make like you got something there, but like we got to do something crazy now. You, you know, give me some. You know good who consistently kills it with commercials, and they're big during college football season. Is Dr Pepper? Dr Pepper consistently has great yeah. ad campaigns. Dr Pepperville or whatever the Fansville, Fansville <laughs> with uh, Bosworth as the yep. sheriff. <laughs> Dude, Dude, it's just because they've had. I've actually named two of my fantasy teams after Dr Pepper. Uh, commercial campaigns, Lil Sweetness, <laughs> Lil Sweet, <laughs> and then uh, Larry Culpepper. Do you remember the Larry Culpepper commercials? Yep. That dude fucking killed me. He was hilarious, walking around with his shorts and the high waisted yep. socks and like the fucking uh, glasses that clip the sunglasses that clip the on clip with a little visor. That dude was great. 
Yeah, bring back good commercials, please. Because like, if there's a sad commercial on there, you're gonna lose my interest in all. Oh, the there'll be some sad ones. You know and who? It's like you know who always does sad ones? Car commercials. They always like right. you're sitting there, you're watching this, and you're like, like, do you remember Aunt Beck? You're who like, died in are, a car commercial. Are you going for? trying to win the Oscar for best short film? What is this? And you're like, oh, it's a Ford fucking F-150 commercial. Why yeah. Why am I crying at the end of a Ford they're, commercial? They're like the Toyota Prius. Remember when Aunt Beck died? It always takes you through Ford some F-150 story, and it's, and it's like, like, oh, yeah, this this guy wants to get a new F-150 because his dad had one, and his dad died of cancer. And they're, they're like conveying right. this whole life story in like a 30-second commercial, and you're like, why do I want to And then the, the last myself? five seconds is like a Ford F-150 just barreling through the mountains. Right, yeah, yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Like, 0% APR. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what are we doing? Starting at $40 million, and you're like... You know what the kind of a good car commercial would be is that fucking scary ass video where you, their parents were like, "All right, watch the car go down," and you're like literally staring at this car going down the fucking road, and then that fucking thing pops out at you. Oh yeah, I know that would be about. a car commercial. They're like the new Toyota Prius, and it's just like everyone's watching. And it's like ah, and everyone's like fuck. <laughs> that shit would be talked about forever. Dude, they're, going back to what we were talking about earlier about how people treat the Super Bowl as a social event. There are people who only watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Well. Funny fact, I'm probably one of the only people. Maybe there's a hand. Maybe there's a group out there. I don't give two fucks about the halftime show. Some people are like, ooh, the halftime oh, yeah, show, halftime I don't show, really and I'm like, that shit's not entertaining to me. Like, just get to the fucking game. We're taking like a 45 minute I, break between I, the game. Here. Like, I, I kind of tend to agree. Even if it's even if it's game. a musical act that I like. Usually, there's. I don't know if you feel this way, but my the big turnoff for me is like. It's a, essentially a concert, right? But a concert meant to be played in front of that many people just always seems like this. It's too big of like a production. Well, you also, and it's like, are, are we? You know, half the time they look like they're just like up there lip syncing and shit. Right. And it's like, well, they had this weird, awkward crowd of like two hundred people right in front of the whee! stage on an empty football field, and then they're playing in front of like seventy five thousand people in the stands and millions of people well, at home. It's like I don't know. The whole thing. Think, think kind about of, it. Like, this weird. too, though, if you're gonna go to like a Taylor Swift concert, you're paying to go watch Taylor Swift. If I'm going to the Super Bowl, I'm not spending twelve hundred dollars to sit in the last row to watch Rihanna at halftime. I'm there to watch the fucking football game. I don't care to watch. Someone sing. Honestly, bring a fucking well, it's always, kid out and have him it's sing. It's always and like then, way overproduced too. Like I oh guarantee yeah. Rihanna's gonna like fucking parachute out of an F sixteen and come down in like a <laughs> it's like a diamond plated fucking parachute or right. something. It's it's always something like way over the top and you're like And it just takes way too much. And fucking she comes long. down and hits and immediately starts singing Umbrella and you're like, All right, <laughs> like what are we doing? We're like, Oh my god, can we start the fucking game? I am kinda happy about Rihanna though. That's a good pick. I like Rihanna. <laughs> Just like when I went to the Stanley Cup, yeah. But at least like when I went to the Stanley Cup, does anyone actually listen to Coldplay? (laughs) (laughs) Like when I wanted to say something there, but I can't. I can't quote that movie. It's not family friendly. Fucking snowflakes. Um, Do we have a family friendly podcast? You think it just says not twenty twenty three words will get canceled Mm. for saying Um, it's a forty year old virgin. I just watched that the other day. That movie's still rich. <laughs> that movie's great. great. It's fucking great. It's a quote from there. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Sorry, I really distracted you. Yeah, you did. By the way, we're at like an hour and 35 minutes now. Fuck the Chiefs. Dude, this is, this is another one of those where at about 30 minutes, I was like, man, we might have a quick episode. That was an hour ago. Bro, it's because we just carry on good conversation. Yeah. Like, this is the shit people like. 
Just fuck the Chiefs. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> Got to give the people what just, they want. Just browse and said, fuck the Chiefs. So fuck the Chiefs. Yep. All right. So and the refs to wrap it up. Do you want to do a score prediction? I don't do score predictions. I'm I'm predicting the Eagles win because I want them to win. I mean, I went over gonna... two on my predictions, <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe I go Chiefs win just to throw the scent off. But no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Eagles. Eagles win 31-28. Bucker misses a field goal, which would have tied it late in the game. Mm, interesante. I'm going to write this down. I was going to throw out a score, but I'm always so bad at this. Every every year I fill out a March Madness bracket, which, by the way, that's coming up as well. Um, Dude, so it, many it, good sports. it always wants you to predict the final score when you pick the championship game. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Dude. Is it going to be 95 to 89 or, or is it going to be like 63 to 58? Right, 63 to 58. I don't know. Dude, the first time I did that, I thought March, like, I didn't really watch college basketball at that yeah. time. And I, the NCAA basketball game I was playing on my uh, PS2, I was scoring like 175 points right, a game. Yeah. So you have no idea. So I literally wrote down, I was like 268 points, thinking that each team was going to score like 130 points. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I'm pretty sure the game ended like 54 52. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> was going to say the over under is like 105. Hopefully I'm not tied with someone because <laughs> yikes. Yeah, yeah. That's how college basketball goes. All right, so I'm going 31 28. E A G L. E-S Eagles! Fly, Eagles, fly. It's like they're a fucking chant. It's like, we get how to spell Eagles. You fucking pricks. Just go, go Eagles. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, go Eagles. That's what I'm predicting. Um, so give me a score. To everyone out there, enjoy know, the Super Bowl. Give me a score. Give us a score. Oh, God. You're going to make me do it. It's actually like 68 to 14. It's like, <laughs> oh. Well, if, if we ask for a score for the national championship, I was just game, about to say. Woo! I, you, if you guess the score in the sixties for the national championship, I was probably going to guess like forty-five, thirty-eight national championship game. It, you you know? knew it was going to be high scoring at least but at one side, not fucking seven hundred and twelve to seven. Well, because all those um, the playoff semifinal games were really high scoring. So um, I'm going to go twenty-eight, twenty-four Eagles. E A G L E. Eagles, any any missed extra points or stuff like that that might alter the, the projection of the game? No. No. All right, fucking boring. <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad at predicting shit like that. In fact, that score is probably going to be wildly off. Watch as it ends up like 12 to 9. 3 to some, 2. Some weird fucking score. 3 to 2. Or it'll be like, what did the Broncos have earlier this year? 11 to 11 10. 11 to 10. It was like the 168th different combination of points and i'm like no one's ever finished a game 11 to 10 in the entire history of the nfl and they're like it's no. gone 100 years right the nfl's been around 100 years for a long fucking time dude college football's been around like 150 years that's fucking crazy yeah. i didn't realize that until harvard like or like princeton year. or yale they have like 412 national championships everyone's like oh alabama and i'm like you fucking harvard <laughs> right. fucking look at harvard from, guys from take like a step back 1912 yeah, from like oh. 1912 to 1945, Harvard yeah. was God. And then, <laughs> just then Alabama, when everyone came back from the war, they all yeah. went to Alabama and just fucked shit up. <laughs> Shane Gillis has a funny bit about that in Alabama football and his new special. Shout out to Shane Gillis. Um, all right, let's wrap this shit up. Shout out to Colorado. We've gone almost buffs. hour and 40. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, enjoy the Super Bowl. If you don't want to enjoy the Super Bowl, then don't enjoy it. If you want to get hammered, get hammered. Eat some snacks. Enjoy the, the <coughs> commercials. Hopefully there's a good... Or I'm not, just, the choice is yours. I'm just looking for a good Doritos commercial, and I'm looking for the Eagles to win. That's about all I want yep. out of this. I think really all anybody wants is the Eagles to win. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, that's thanks our, for tuning in. That's our conclusion. <laughs> um, hopefully the Eagles win. And yeah, we don't know what our next episode will be on, so just uh, keep a keep a lookout. Yeah, that's true. We've done a couple of sports centric podcasts in a row here, so the next one we'll maybe try we'll do one on steroids. Do something random. I actually had a good one I wanted to bring up to you, but we can, we can save it for more off mic. Ooh, spicy. We'll uh, we'll keep the people interested. For spicy. And and like Red Bull on. gum. Red Bull gum. <laughs> Shit. <A> big, <laughs> like Red Bull gum. Can you imagine? <laughs> like like Red Bull, big red gum. If you don't chew big red, then fuck you. Sounds like you've been drinking Red Bull. Go get your fucking wings and fly with your big red gum. All right. There we go. Eventually we're gonna get a sponsor and they're gonna be like Holy shit, you guys are good. Red Bull gum. Red Bull gum. It's big red gum dipped in Red Bull. Big Red Bull gum. Dude, can you imagine Pete Carroll drinking Red Bull dipped big red gum? Just spicy fucking energy. <laughs> just like, whoa, whoa. Spicy energy. Dude, what a fucking catchphrase. <laughs> big Red Bull gum. Spicy fucking energy. Woo. He just screamed. <laughs> All right. We need to wrap the fuck up here. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank Sorry you. for this last 10 minutes. We appreciate your support. It's probably the best 10 minutes. Please Let's tune in real. next time. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Go Eagles. Go Eagles.